opportunity to gather and share his word and learn and encourage one another. Hallelujah. Amen. And may God richly bless you for bracing the call to be here this morning. Hallelujah. Because he's, he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. Amen. There are... <clears throat> This morning, I just want to share certain basic principles that we believers tend to overlook. Hallelujah. And one of those principles Hallelujah. And one of those principles is the scripture says we should be we shouldn't be hearers only of the word, but we should be hearers and doers of the word. Hallelujah. But many a times we tend not to be doers of the word because there is something missing. And I kept trying to figure out what it is that's missing that makes us not to be doers of the word. And I realized what is missing is we tend not to understand the word. Hallelujah. So when Somebody preaches, whether it's a five-minute sermon, ten minutes or an hour sermon, there is a part of that sermon that belongs to you. Hallelujah. And once you grab on that part of the sermon, what will make you to be able to leave that word and then transition into transformation so the word will show in your life is understanding the word. Hallelujah. It's like telling Google, Google, do this. And then Google come back and... Google cannot execute. Google can't do what you ask it to do. It asks you, did you mean this? Hallelujah. Google couldn't execute because the understanding wasn't there. Amen? Amen. So, PIWC, that missing link is what I want us to, one, take home today, that each time you hear the word, try to understand the word. Amen? Because that's the only way you are going to be able to execute and live the word. Amen? Let's say a short word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for a moment like this. Spirit divine, take absolute control of our minds. Open the windows of our understanding. Make our hearts a fertile ground for your word. Let's live here knowing that we've been transformed and we've had an encounter with you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, the verse 1 to 8. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 to 8. And I, I would like us all to read it together. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Hallelujah. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot. Let's go to the next verse. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to whip, a time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance. A time to scatter stones. Let's go to the next. A time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend, a time to, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, 
a time for war and a time for peace. Beloved, PRWC, we are all A students here. What is the common thread between the various steps and activities in a season? What is the common thread? Time. Hallelujah. That's the common thread that links everything in the season together. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me this morning? So, time is what links everything together. Now, let's go to my next scripture. First Chronicles chapter 12, the verse 32. First Chronicles 12, 32. It said, from Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. Hallelujah. So, this scripture is saying, men of Issachar understood the times. Hallelujah. Now, in every single season in our lives, what links all our various activities, what links the ups and downs of life together is time. Hallelujah. Amen? And understanding and knowing what to do within each period or a given time is what makes the difference. It, that's what makes all the difference. Hallelujah? Amen? Is somebody here with me today? So God has designed the seasons and the times to rule over all of us who inhabit below the heavens. Hallelujah. We on earth, we are subjected to time and seasons. This is, there's nothing you can do about it. You cannot fast this away. You can change the dynamics of seasons and times. Hallelujah. So right now we are experiencing winter. Whether you are ready or not, there will be spring at a certain time. Hallelujah. At a pointed time, there will be spring. And there's nothing you can do to change that. Hallelujah. Amen? So, the so, these natural principles of seasons changing intertwine with the divine principles of our calling as well. Hallelujah. So, not knowing what to do in a particular season or time has caused most of us to miss reaching our full potentials at given seasons. Amen. So, it is very imperative, very, very important that we understand how to connect each season and the times we are in together in order to move to the next step. Hallelujah. So, right now, one of the examples I will give is we are in, we are in winter. But most of us have already planned things we are going, plants we are going to plant in a, in, a, in, a, in a spring, in our gardens. We plant things, trips that we are going to take in a summer. Hallelujah. So we don't wait till summer gets here before you start planning. Hallelujah. And the same approach would have been what we should take when we are believers as far as our spiritual lives is concerned as well. Amen. We shouldn't wait for the building to be filled up, like Pastor said, before we start looking for ushers. We shouldn't look for the building to fill up before we start planning, okay, who is going to take care of our visitors? Hallelujah. So, as believers and as people who God has endowed with wisdom, we plan ahead. Hallelujah. But what, what normally 
get S's, we, we tend to lose focus that our life, from the day you were born till the day you go into your grave, has been divided into seasons. Hallelujah. Believe it or not, whether you realize that or not, our life from the day you were born till the day you go into your grave has been divided into seasons. Amen? And those seasons will come and go. The seasons will revolve. Hallelujah? Now, what you do with each season, what you do in the winter time, predicts how successful you are going to be in the spring. And then, how you handle your affairs in the spring predicts how successful you are going to be in the summertime. Hallelujah. Amen? For example, if you're a single man or woman, you have a very good job that allows you the time to be at prayer meetings or throwing yourself fully into the kingdom work. And you tell yourself, well, I'm young and there is time to do all these things. Hallelujah. And then before you realize the seasons have changed, now there is a wife or a husband, there is a baby, and your ability to pray, your ability to do the kingdom work has changed. The seasons have changed. Hallelujah. So if you are here this morning and you are, and you are a young man, I know you don't wait till the day before exams before you start studying. If you have the ability, if you have the time to throw yourself into the kingdom work, this is your season to do it. This is your season to grab whatever you can grab in the house of the Lord. Sometimes you might not be noticed. Sometimes nobody will pat your back. But this is your season. Put in the work now and you reap the rewards later on. Hallelujah. Are you here with me this morning? Hallelujah. Take advantage of the season and be prepared for the next season because this current season will surely end. Hallelujah. Because no season remains perpetual. Every season changes. Hallelujah. So, sometimes we find ourselves in the seasons where we are, found out, we are in the valleys. And most of us, when we find ourselves down the hill and life feels like every, nothing is working, and you are, you are completely feeling down and dejected, just remember, it's just for a season. And that season too will change. Hallelujah. So this morning, if you, are found, if you find yourself in a situation where you, you feel like it's just, there's no hope. There's no need to live on like people feel. There is hope. Hallelujah. Because this season will change. Hallelujah. No season remains forever. Hallelujah. Even countries like the tropic countries, the tropical countries like where we came from on the other side of the equator. Hallelujah. We don't have multiple seasons, but we know we have the dry season and the wet season. It changes. Hallelujah. It rains at times and we go planting our crops and then it gets dry and we get the opportunity to reap our crops. Hallelujah. Amen. So, no matter where you find yourself today, if your season today indicates that, you know what, you are right on, a t- on top of the mountain. Career is shooting off like a rocket. Business is booming. Things are working well. Brother or sister, this is your opportunity to take advantage of that season and prepare for the next season. Hallelujah. 
Because this current season where you have the connections, where you have people helping you out, where you have people you can call, will not remain forever. Amen? Likewise, the other side of the equation. If you are, on, if you are now on the mountaintop and you find yourself in the valleys, hallelujah, don't be dejected. Don't think it is over. Hallelujah. Because David says, Yet though I walk through the valleys and the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. Hallelujah. And so, so sometimes we tend to miss that part. He said, he, he walks through it. He didn't sit down and complain. He didn't sit down and blame everybody. Hallelujah. When, he found him, when David found himself in the valleys where there is the shadows of death, he just didn't sit down and gave up. He kept walking, hallelujah. So this morning, if you find yourself in a situation of that nature, I pray that if you can pray for grace to run instead of walking, pray for grace to run because that season will change, hallelujah. Amen? Are you here with me this morning? Is somebody following me this morning? Amen? Because none of those seasons remains forever, amen? So another example when Saul was searching for his father's donkey with his servant, little did Saul know that the servant has the key to the doors of his destiny to becoming king of Israel. Hallelujah. Saul didn't realize that. Days after they could not find a donkey, the servant suggested to Saul they should go and consult the prophet Samuel. He agreed and followed the servant and took and looked for the prophet that is how Saul met Samuel, and Samuel anointed him to become king of Israel. Now, if Saul were to look down and denigrate that servant, uh, ignore his advice, and treat him badly, the story would completely have been different. Amen? So this morning, if you find yourself in a position where you can help somebody, when you find yourself in a position where you can hold somebody's hand and transform a life, God placed you in that season for that purpose. Don't look down on people. Don't look down and say, oh, you know what, these people have nothing to offer me. Why would I even bother? Hallelujah. Because those people who have nothing to offer you today, the season might change around and they'll be the ones holding you up. Hallelujah. So the most important thing as believers is no matter what season you find yourself in, no matter where you find yourself, there is an opportunity to prepare for the next step. Hallelujah. Because today's story is not the end of the story. Hallelujah. As long as you are alive, as long as you are breathing, God is not done with you. Amen? And your seasons will change. Amen? So, it is very, very important that we build our spiritual capacity, pray more, reach out to people, do what you can do in the house of God when things are, when you are able to do it. When God places you in a position where you can get out of work and come straight to church and don't have to bother going home. Hallelujah. Do it. When God places you in a position where you can be on your knees and just pray for people, do it. Because there might be a time where things will change and you will not be able to take that opportunity to pray the way you pray today anymore. There will be a time where you won't be able to just get out of work and come straight to church anymore. Hallelujah. And in the process of doing all this, there are two keys 
we need to keep in mind. <clears throat> Our calling is not completely based on how much wealth we build, which is very good. It's good to build wealth. It's good to seek higher, uh, climb up the career as high as you can in, uh, in your career. I mean, the career ladder. It's good to do all these things. But whilst you are doing it, the most important thing is knowing that it is for a season. Wherever you find yourself, it's for a time. Things will change. And along the way, build somebody up. Hallelujah. Along the way, reach out to somebody. If you can pay a child's school fees for the whole year and that will change their lives, do it. Hallelujah. If you can feed a family, and that will change some lives. Do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Because that is the essence of our calling. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are, if you are in the seasons where you are walking through the valleys and the shadows of death, and if life feels unbearable, Remember, it's only for a season, and the seasons will change. Don't sit down and complain. Blame everyone and point fingers. Keep walking. And like I said earlier, prepare for the next season and pray for grace. Amen? The most important thing we should recognize is how we see the seasons and how we utilize our time in each season. That's the most important thing. So when something hits you, when the story changes and things, and you don't recognize that, you know what? This is just for a short period of time. This is just for a season. This too shall pass. That's why we start giving up. That's why people commit suicide. That's why people become depressed. Hallelujah. But once you know this is for a season, and this season will change, then you start preparing for the changing of the season. Hallelujah. And then you know that's not the end of the story. Amen? Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Hallelujah. So how we utilize our time in each season and recognizing that wherever we find ourselves is a season. Hallelujah. There were times where when you hear the name Rehan Bonke, when you hear the name uh, Archbishop Idahosa, you know who these people are. You know what they do. Hallelujah. But their season came and was gone. It did, they, didn't, they didn't last forever. Hallelujah. Amen. But I believe whatever they did during that season probably is still ongoing. It still outlived them and it's speaking of who they were. Hallelujah. And that's what seasons and times are all about. Amen. Amen. We can be filled with pride and not touch or transform any life during the good times. Or we can just sit and complain and blame everyone during the rough times. However, what we do during each season will affect what happens in the next season. Matthew chapter 25, the verse 1 to 11. Let's look at another example here. How At a time, this is a parable Jesus gave. He said, at a time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lambs but did not take any oil with them. 
The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lambs. The bridegroom was a long time in, coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here is a bridegroom. Come out and meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, give us, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No. Hey, reply, there may not be enough for both of us. And you instead go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived and the virgins were, who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. But the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, they said, open the door for us. Hallelujah. Okay, so the lesson I want us to look at in this parable here is, there were 10 virgins and they all met waiting for the same, bride, uh, the same bridegroom. But these, um, these were the five foolish ones, I believe, went wrong. During that interaction with the ten, one, they didn't interact with them to build relationships enough, number one, to know that, wait a minute, why is we are still waiting? Maybe we should, we learn from these five, we should go back and get some more oil like they did. They didn't build that relationship. They didn't, the interaction didn't go that far for them to know that, you know what, maybe we should do what they are doing so we'll also be on the safe side. Hallelujah. And number two, towards the end, when the, they finally decided they need more oil, they have the money. The Bible didn't say they didn't have money. They have money to go get more oil. But what they didn't have was time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They have money to go buy oil. But they didn't have time. Hallelujah. So today, wherever God placed you today, whatever God gave you today, do it to the best of your ability because you might not have the time tomorrow. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can build all the wealth in the world. You, your bank account can be very hefty, make people jaw drop. But if you don't build the good relationships, if you don't build lasting good relationships along the way, there will be a day where your money could not do anything for you. Hallelujah. Are you here with me this morning? There will be a day you might have all that money, but you couldn't do anything with it. Hallelujah. Because you didn't build lasting good relationships along the way. So brethren, sisters and brothers, every single day God gives us, I'm not saying nobody's not going to offend you. Somebody's going to offend you. Somebody's going to say the wrong thing about you. But just look at it as, listen, we are all passing through a season. Things will change. Continue to build good relationships. Continue to build people up. Don't tear people down. Because the more people you build up, the more people you inspire with your ideas, those are the people who are going to stand up for you the day you needed somebody to be there for you. Hallelujah. Because you have encourage them, and you have filled them with your ideas. Amen. Amen. So, example of how one preparation is in one season can negatively affect the next season and disrupt progress. So, our own country, Ghana. I'll use our country, Ghana, for an example. How we don't prepare for during the seasons. So, dry season comes. We know there is dry season. 
we know there will be a season where there will be so much tomatoes, there will be so much mangoes, there will be so much perishable that farmers will harvest. But nobody during this season where there is not enough on the market, nobody's planning, how are we going to preserve this? Hallelujah. Nobody's thinking about, okay, how do we go forward so we don't have tomatoes going into the gutter at Makwala Market or Agroglossi Market? Or we don't have mangoes getting thrown away. So the season comes, and we just go about our business. Every rainy season comes, we all plant. And then harvest season comes, we throw things in the garbage because we are not planning as to how we are going to preserve our harvest. Amen. And that's how most of us live our lives. Every season comes in, we get abundance, we don't plan on how to preserve it, and then the lean season comes, and we don't have any, and then we go importing. Like Ghana right now, uh, our country Ghana, as much as I wouldn't want to say, we import tomato paste from Italy, hallelujah. And during the harvest season, we throw so much away. Amen? That's how most of us, that's how our lives are. During the harvest season, we have so much, and we waste them. And then when the lean season comes around, when the season changes, it gives you the opportunity to plan for the next season. But when that opportunity comes, we don't take it. Hallelujah. And that's the reason why Scripture says in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, it said, For my people perish for lack of. Hallelujah. We all know that Scripture. These are people who are God's people. These are people who are being blessed by God. These are people who have God's anointing on them. And they are still perishing for lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. And that's the reason why I said, when you hear the word of God, when you read the word of God, the missing link we all don't have is understanding it and getting that knowledge. Hallelujah. Because Google, all powerful Google, if you tell Google to do something and Google doesn't understand it, Google cannot execute it. Hallelujah. Amen? So you need that understanding to be able to live the word. And then once you start living the word, the word will perform in your life and everybody can see the transformation. Amen? Amen? So that is how some of us, we harvest so much, throw them away, import, borrow, hallelujah. But this morning I pray that God will give us the wisdom during each season of our lives so we can change the circumstances in the next season. Amen. Because what you do in this season affects how you live or what happens in the next season. And we can see another example here. Genesis chapter 41. Let's start from the verse 1. Genesis 41 verse 1. Genesis chapter 41 the verse 1. When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. When out of the river, there came seven cows, slick and fat, and they grazed among the reed. Let's go to the next verse. After, de- after them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile, and stood beside those on the river bank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven slick fat cows. 
then Pharaoh wake up. Hallelujah. 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 Let's go to the next verse. <clears throat> he fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted thin and scorched by the east wind. Go to the next one. The thin heads of grain swallow up the seven healthy full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. Hallelujah. Now, what I want us to note in this uh, verse we've read so far is when the seven fat cows, the good old days came and swallow, I mean when the ugly ones, the lean days came and swallowed the good old days, there was no trace of the good old days. They were gone. Hallelujah. That is why most people we know who have lived a good life, they've shaken hands with prime ministers, they've rubbed shoulders with big people. All they have is daydreams and pictures to show for it. If you don't plan in that season very well. When, you, when God places you in that season and you are rubbing shoulders with big people, ministers, MPs, and you don't plan and don't realize that that particular season is going to change when the seven leans, when the lean season comes in, they will swallow those seasons and all you have is daydreams and pictures. Hallelujah. May God forbid we don't fall victim to any of that. May God forbid, may, that he, may God give us the wisdom that each season we find ourselves in, we'll have the realization and know that, you know what, it's just a season, this shall pass, and I need to prepare for the next season. Hallelujah. Amen? Are you here with me? Okay, let's go to the next. <clears throat> in the morning, his mind was troubled, so he sent for all the magicians and the wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dream, but no one could interpret them for him. Let's go to the next. The chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, today, reminded me of my shortcomings. Hallelujah. This morning, may you be reminded of your shortcoming. Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> Pharaoh was once angry with his servant and he imprisoned me. And the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard, each of us had a dream the same night and each dream had a meaning of its own. Brethren, when God gives you a dream, when God places something in your heart, each dream has its own meaning. Hallelujah. Don't just brush it aside. Don't just ignore it. Each time God sh shows you a dream, each time God places an idea in your mind, it has its reasons why. Hallelujah. So be like Pharaoh. When you wake up, seek, look after, and try to understand. Again, it brings us to understanding the word when we hear it. Hallelujah. So Pharaoh saw this dream. And Pharaoh was doing everything he can to understand what a dream was about. Amen? So when God plays something on your heart, when the idea pops up from somewhere, and you say, ah, that's just, I know there are so many inventors already, and let's ignore it. Maybe God is bringing you to a season where he's giving you something. Seek after it, read after it, ask questions, try to understand. Hallelujah? 
And that's what Pharaoh did. Pharaoh tried to understand what the dream was about. Amen? Amen. Now, a young Hebrew was there with, with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position and other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was quickly brought before him. Let's go to the next. <clears throat> the dungeon, when he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh and Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it, but I have heard it's it's said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. And Joseph replied, 16, I cannot do it. Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give you, Pharaoh the answer he desires. Hallelujah. So when that dream comes, when that desire, that idea, something powerful God drops in your mind, seek the meaning of it. And at the end, God will give you the revelation. God will give you the understanding. God will, God will give you the direction as to which you should be going. Amen? Amen? Okay. Let's go to the next. <clears throat> Among the race, after them, serve others. So, let's jump to, go to the 25, verse 25. Let's jump to 25. Okay, then Joseph said to, let's go to the 26, Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and, <clears throat> and the good has, so Pharaoh, the dream Okay, now we are back. Heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterwards are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain. Hallelujah. So sometimes when God reveals something twice, it's because he just wants to emphasize. He just wants to underscore what he's trying to, which direction he's trying to let you go. Hallelujah. And it is good that you take the opportunity and seek the meaning and understanding of what God is doing. Amen? So, when you find yourself at times, when grace offers you a large stage, and the lights are bright, the applause is loud, just remember Pharaoh's dream. Hallelujah. If things are great today, remember Pharaoh's dream. If things are not good today, remember Pharaoh's dream that it is just for a season. Amen? Seize the opportunity of the good seasons and be prepared for the trouble season. Through banking your prayer and doing the kingdom work, also seek wisdom to store the, to store the abundant resources God has, is blessing you with. Touch and transform lives because that was what, that's what matters at the end. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so let's continue. Let, let, let's continue. Let's go to the next two verses. 
Abundance are coming. Okay, okay, so the abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reasons the dream was given to Pharaoh in, go to the next one, in two forms. In two forms, is that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God will do it soon. Amen. Amen. So when God gives us certain dreams, or when God places at certain places, those decisions have already been made, and God is the one who is going to follow through. So, beloved, we should become living testimonies instead of living warnings to others. Amen. Some people became household names at one point in their lives, careers, where everyone knows and respects them. However, when the seasons change, nobody remembers them anymore. And I'll give an example. One example is Mike Tyson. Uh, in his heydays, when we were younger, when you hear Mike, I am Mike Tyson, it evokes certain emotions. Hallelujah. But today, when you, say, when you mention his name, the current ger- generation will probably ask you, Mike who? Hallelujah. Because his season was gone. Amen. Amen. So, on the other hand, Mahmata uh, Gandhi... In his season, work hard to transform lives and a nation. So for that matter, his work and legacy has transcended generations. Today, nobody travels to India to go visit the sprawling Gandhi mansion because there's none. Hallelujah. But his name and work remains known. And also, nobody travels to Atlanta to go see Matilita King Jr.'s mansion because he didn't have any. But when people travel to Atlanta, they go to Ebenezer Baptist Church to go see where he preached to transform lives. Amen? Amen? So we should make it our, our goal at every step of the way to transform lives. Now, some of us will say, you know what? I brought people to my household. I've taken care of them. I fed them. And at the end, they were so ungrateful. I became the bad guy, so I've stopped doing it. Beloved, the Bible says we sow we, we, we reap what we sow. Hallelujah. The Bible didn't say you reap where you sow. So in God's economy, you can work for Walmart and get your paycheck from Wall Street. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you reap what you sow, not where you sow. So I can be good to you and you are so uh, ungrateful and turn me into the bad guy. That should not stop me from trying to touch the next life. That should not stop me from trying to mend somebody else's life. Hallelujah. Because at the end of the day, you are going to sow, you are going to reap what you sow. Not where you sow. Not where you sow. Amen. Amen. So we should build and maintain quality relationships and continue to touch and build lives. At times people can be so ungrateful, like I said, but we should always seize the opportunity to touch a life and mend a life. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at 2 Kings. Let's, uh, time is going fast, so we, we're going to rush through this. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 20, the verse 1 to 6. And this speaks about King Hezekiah. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, to, said this is what the... This is what the law says. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. 
to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good. In your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Let's go to the next. And those days, no. You, you started from the beginning. You started from the beginning. Let's, let's go towards the end of the, the verse. Okay. You're, I will heal you on the third day from now. You will go up to the temple of the Lord. Go ahead. In And defend the city of... Okay. Uh, I'm not getting what I needed. But Hezekiah was sick. He was at the point of dying. And uh, uh, the prophet went and told him, Hey, you're about to die. Get your house in order. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed. And that that prayer is what I wanted us to emphasize on. He said, Lord, I've walked before you. Remember. Hallelujah. God remembers. Hallelujah. So when you are young, when you have the energy, when you have the ability to do things today, regardless if nobody is recognizing you, nobody is giving you any awards, know that God remembers. Hallelujah. So God remembered and gave Hezekiah the king 50 more years to live. Hallelujah. Okay. Another example of somebody who did something out of their way, they did what they have to do at that particular time because they were able to do it. And later on, years down the line, they were rewarded for it. And that will be my last uh, scripture. Esther chapter 6, the verse 1 to 10. That night the king could not sleep, so he ordered the book of the Chronicles, the record of his reign, to be brought in and read to him. It was found recorded that Mordecai, let's go to the next, <clears throat> had exposed Bitana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate the king. Success. What honor and recognition, go, has Mordecai received for this? The king asked. And the answer was, nothing has been done for him. His attendants answered. The king said, who is in the court? So sometimes you will do things today and nobody gave you any award. Nobody recognized you. Nobody said anything. Nobody even acknowledged that you came and swept the church. Brother or sister, keep doing it because you have the opportunity to do it. Hallelujah. If you have the opportunity to do it, keep doing it. Don't give up because nobody might recognize you today, but there will be a day where somebody will remember. Hallelujah. Amen. Herman had just entered the court, outer court of the palace, speak to speak to the king, impaling Mordecai. Now, Haman had a beef going on with Mordecai, and Haman wanted uh, Mordecai killed. But that night, uh, the king couldn't sleep, went through the books, and realized Mordecai did something very good in the past that nobody recognized him for. So now, he had set up for him. His attendants answered, Haman. All right, let's go to the next. Herman is standing in the court. Bring him in. The king ordered. When Herman entered, the king asked him what should be done for the man the king delights to. All right, let's go to the next. Honor. And Herman thought to himself, who 
is there that the king would rather honor than me? So he answered the king, for the man the king delights to honor, have, let's go to the next, have them bring a royal robe the king has worn, and a horse the king has ridden, one with a royal crest placed on its head, then let the robe and the horse be entrusted to the one, the king's most noble princes. Let them, let them robe the man the king delights to honor and lead him on the horse through the city streets, proclaiming before him, this is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. Amen. So Mordecai did this years, and nobody recognized it. Nobody even acknowledged him doing it. And then when appointed time came, when the season changed, something happened. Amen? So Mordecai took advantage of opportunities in a particular season and did what is right then. Even though nobody noticed or acknowledged his good deed then, but when Haman was planning to kill him, the good he did years ago that no one even cared to say thank you for came in due. The scripture says, you will reap what you sow, not where you sow. Hallelujah. So one, if we, if we forget everything we just uh, discussed this morning, know that as long as you are alive, God is not done with you and you are in a season. You are just in a season. Number two, take advantage of the season be it rainy season or dry season to prepare for the next season. And number three, use the time in every season judiciously to touch and transform lives as much as you can, which is your calling in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a time uh, Jacob was running away from his brother and he had an encounter where he had a dream. He saw angels climbing up and down and he woke up and said, surely this is the house of God and anointed a stone and called a place Bethel and moved on. Hallelujah. He did not seek to understand what the dream was about. He didn't pursue anything, but then he was young. Now, when he was mature, years later, he had another encounter on his way where he was alone. And the man showed up and he wrestled. He wrestled. So the first season went by. He didn't take advantage. This second season around, he said, no way. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Hallelujah. And that was the day his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. Hallelujah. So this morning, it is my prayer that God will grant us enough grace that seasons that we wasted, seasons that we let go, opportunities that we let go, he will let those opportunities and seasons come back around. We depend on you, Holy Spirit. Let's all be on our feet, please. We are.